the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Have you forgiven someone today? Uh, yeah, probably not. I talked to a friend of mine, and she said, well, I apologize. I said, well, that's not the same thing. You're supposed to be a Christian, remember? As am I. So what does that mean? Yeah, that forgiveness, it's a whole nother level. And the thing is, most Christians don't speak forgiveness. Yes, it's a language. You have to learn how to speak it. And how do you become fluent in it? Um, practice, just like any other language that you don't speak every day. We don't speak forgiveness in our everyday, let's say, English language often. So we're not good at it. Just be honest. When is the last time you said to one, one that you, let's say, don't love? Let's start with your enemies. Um, Will you forgive me? Nah, you haven't. <laughs> I called you out. But what about the people that you do love that mean something to you? Maybe your friend, bestie, your sibling, your spouse? When is the last time that you took the time to say, will you forgive me for, and then identified it? I was thinking about all the identity crisis that we have in America. That That's what they say we have, right? We, we have identity crisis especially the young people. They're always accusing the young people. They were accusing my generation when I was young. So nothing's new, the Bible says, under the sun. So what's the problem? Well, here's the identity crisis nowadays. People are supposedly just, in a nutshell, selfish. They don't think about their neighbor, every man for himself. That doesn't sound new to me. I'm going to stick with Hebrews 13 and 8. That's the one that says Jesus today, yesterday, forevermore. Meaning even when Jesus was walking around on the earth, they say over 2,000 years ago nowadays, right? Uh, people were like that. They just had different names, different identifiers, whatever. So anyway, in the meantime, forgiveness. Let's go back to that. Have you asked someone today, uh, last week, um, last month, this year? We're almost like into, I don't know, how many days in this year already? Well, let's think about it. If you look back, let's just say in the last 24 hours, did you prompt someone to need your uh, question of will you forgive me? Because it should start out with a question. You should ask them to forgive you because here's the thing. Nobody is obligated to forgive you. Are you aware of this? Nobody is obligated to forgive you. Nobody has to forgive you. Nobody um, is required to forgive you. Does that make sense so far? I hope so. In the meantime, let's do this. One thing I know for sure is that people cannot control your offense. Let's take our time with that. <laughs> people cannot control your offense. Usually we're talking about the other people when it comes to offenses. Well, yeah, they really... They, they, they. Well, let's let's take the other pronoun of I today. 
and let's make it um the subject. Let's make it the main subject matter. I usually am offended first before the other person. Why? Because they're offending me. That just makes common sense. Now let's look at the bigger picture. I looked at this word in the Bible called temptation, and I was like, hmm, is that the same as offenses, Lord? <laughs> and I was pondering that, and uh, he was like, yeah, yeah, read your Bible some more. And I did. So like I've told people, it's important. I love the British English language as well. It's so authentic, right? When we hear the King James, I've heard even pastors say, you should only read the King James version because it's the most credible. Well, that's out for debate these days. I mean, there have been other versions translated into the English language since the 60s, and they've been debating about this for a long time. Now, when I did some more research, I found out that offenses will come. In other words, in our beloved King James, if you read Luke 17, it's sitting there. Uh, Offenses will come. Oh, yeah, but isn't that the same as a temptation? That's what I was asking about. Did you answer? Did you figure it out? If you haven't, let's take a look at it together. So if you're driving, that's fine. Keep listening to Carrying the Burden right here with me, Lorraine Carroll. Hey, one of the things we do here is we promote driver safety. So since it's like one of those days, uh, usually people are out on the road listening to the show, uh, please don't try to look up the scripture and drive. We've made that disclaimer, safety first. I'll read the scripture for you. And hey, you've got to go with whatever version I read, but what you should do is just go back home and maybe look at it again on your time, your dime. So when you look at that word offenses, man, it's a heavy word. The word offense alone, let's go with sports. (laughs) You would think offense, right? Defense, right? That's, That's where we get the idea of offenses. Aren't they the same? Well, it depends on how you look at it. So when we look at the etymology of words, oftentimes we do see the basis, right? That's what the whole point of the etymology of a word is, is to study the root origin. That's a nice, fanciful word that comes from all that nice Greek stuff. But when you look at offense, offenses, offending, all that good stuff, let's take a look at it. Offenses is what the Bible says will come. Now, in the British English, you'll see it spelled a little differently than how we spell it today because it's just like if you go over to England right now, they say a pulley, they say a lift, and we don't use those words too much here in America to mean the same thing as they do over there. It's the same thing in the Bible. So when you spell it, make sure you use the S. S is in, yeah, saved. Uh Uh-huh, you thought I was going to say Sam. So anyway, offense, offense. It's a violation or breaking of a social or moral rule. Uh, Yeah. So remember what I said earlier? Um, Is that the same as sin? Yeah. Offenses will come. In other words, people are going to sin against you. People are going to sin about you. Oh, this is heavy. People are going to sin with you? Yeah. You can be sitting at a table with someone and they offend you. It's really simple. Having a cup of coffee and they offend me? Sure. It could be about anything. Now, what's that got to do with sports, football, defense, uh, soccer, goal? Yeah, okay, whatever you like. Look at it this way. 
offense is how we say it usually as it pertains to sports, is is like this. The players or the team, you know, that's on the offense, watch this, envision it, sports lovers, they are responsible for what? Scoring. That's why I said goal. Yeah, you, it's really vivid in soccer or football, depending on where you are from, where you live, and how you like to relate to soccer is what we say in America. But the players on the team that are on the offensive side, they're the ones trying to score. So, in other words, they're responsible for attacking. <laughs> Did you catch that? They're the players responsible for attacking the other team to get the score. So usually when someone offends you, that's why. It starts with an attack. Sometimes some people will say an assault even. But when you're on the offense, it would seem like it's the other way around, the way we've heard it, right? Bear with me. In sports, the players that are possessing or controlling the ball or the puck or whatever the sport is, hey, they are controlling the aspects of the game when this, when this, yeah, the ball is obtained. So in other words, that expression, the ball is in your court. Yeah, and at that point, you are responsible, liable, and accountable for what you're going to do with the ball. So when somebody comes to attack you, wait, I thought you said the the offense attacks. Right. But let's look at basketball. Have you ever seen someone just steal the ball from the other person and they just go dribble? And you're like, whoa, wait, ho, when did that happen? Right. That was because they were on defense. Whoa, let's take a look at that. Because you would think in this conversation, right, that when you're on the defensive, that's when you're going to, did I say offend somebody? Oh, it's a little heavy now. Work with me. When you're on the defensive, actually, you're resisting attacks. You're actually protecting. So what's being protected when you're in sports? Well, that's easy. Let's go to the football fans. You're protecting the end zone. Am I right, football fans? You can connect at LorraineCarroll.com. It's right there on the website, kprz.com. People ask me, how do I find you? It's so simple. Just go to kprz.com, K-P-R-Z. Isn't that cool? They were ahead of the times. Kprz.com. You look up local podcasts. It's real simple. I know websites are confusing, overbearing. I always tell everybody, look for the three little lines, local podcasts. That's me. And then you look up Carrying the Burden. Now, when you look up Carrying the Burden, there's my what? show, and email address. Most times, look for it. In the meantime, if you're on the defense, remember, you're protecting, I said, the end zone in football. You're protecting the basket in basketball. You're protecting the net in sports like soccer and hockey. Now, water polo people, hey, you might have to email me, connect at LorraineCarroll.com. I'm a Cali kid, but I can't remember. Is it the net? Uh, Yeah, it sounds about right. So the defense guards against things like the other team who's on the offense scoring. So technically, Christians, what should be your daily strategy to offend or to defend? Ooh, that's kind of heavy. 
Now, what does that have to do with caregiving? I'm coming to that. You have to be able to forgive. And when you forgive, which side are you on? The offended side or the defensive side? So let's take the big circle of it all now. If someone comes up to you and says, will you forgive me? Your natural, natural reaction, if they have harmed you, hurt you, or cursed you, is to decline in your heart to resist, to basically be like, no. Now, that doesn't come out of our mouth right away. However, when people offend us, our natural inclination is to defend, to guard against what? The harm, the hurt, the offense, right? Are you following me now? Right. So we become defensive. We want to guard against what they've done. I don't trust you. Yeah. yeah. I know you. I know you're kind. Yeah. I saw what you did to my bestie five years ago. Don't call me needing help. That's how we get on the inside. Those are defense mechanisms. Right. Those are resisting potential attacks when we're defensive. Offense, well, all they're doing is coming to say, will you forgive me, right? Well, let's think about that. I told you, when we're in the offense, people forget. We don't walk around usually in the offense, and I'm talking about people. You know, on this show, we don't separate, judge against, or just discriminate against non-Christians. That doesn't even sound right for a Christian kind of show to discriminate. No, that's not Jesus-like. So when you offend, that is, again, you're attacking, basically. You're breaking someone down. You're causing wrong, harm. You're being, let's say, disrespectful even. And the list can go on when you offend. And the Bible says... When you offend your brother, you should go to them. You know you did it. You know you were wrong. You know what you did, whether they saw you or not, is wrong. You know you said it. You were in the meeting. You said it about them. Own up to it. That's what my mom used to say. It's better that you own it than someone else buy it because then they're responsible for the lies. Did you catch that? So at least if I own it, I can say, yes, that's what I said verbatim as opposed to you let someone else tell it, now they owned it for you. Uh Uh-huh. Thanks, Mommy. Yeah, now they can say whatever they want because you didn't own up to it. That's the expression we use. Take responsibility, liability, accountability for what you said, and moreover, for what you did. Again, we're coming back to that caregiving piece. So when you say, will you forgive me, I told you, Luke 17 and 1, the Bible says offenses will come. They're going to happen. So now what? They've offended you. They've harmed you. They've hurt you. They even angered you, whatever it was, right? But the question is, is it for you to judge their intention? No. If you're a Christian, here's a contingency now. Christians, you don't get to make all of the stipulations for forgiveness. Sorry, you just have to forgive. That just doesn't feel fair. Well, discuss that with, let's say, the referee in the game. Yeah, that would be the Lord, the Bible. Hey, take that up with the word of God. All it says, 
is to forgive. It's a command, not an option. Just do it. That's a slogan that's been popular for years. It sounds simple, but I thought about what is it? Well, it is a pronoun and you get to fill it in. Did you catch all the it's right there? Okay. Forgive, love, share, do it. It takes work to do. We look at the word do, we say it often, but we aren't being it. What? The word do, like I just said. It takes work to forgive. Moreover, it's even more work to ask for forgiveness. Why? Well, I told you. This is when the offenses, the Bible says, come. Usually when the offenses have come, it's because people have harmed you in some way. Now, when you look back at that 17 and 1, 17, I have a friend, he always goes, what chapter was that again? (laughs) James, this is for you. Chapter 17. (laughs) The coolest part, just read verse 1 and you're good today, James. Okay, so there will always be temptations to sin. This is another translation that's not so King James-like. Yeah, don't don't be offended by it. It's just, it's really simple. It says, there will always be temptations to sin, but what sorrow awaits the person who does the tempting? Uh-oh, watch out, offenders. That would be you. In that case, you're liable and responsible and accountable for the sin. The temptation to cut somebody out, yep, you're responsible. That's the offense. The temptation to go off on somebody, absolutely. The uh, temptation to put them in their place, yeah, mm-hmm. That's an offense because it's a temptation. You don't have to do that. Now, on the other side, you think you're supposed to defend yourself to all of that? Actually, Christians now, this is a little exclusive, not leaving you other people out. Did you catch that, you other people? Uh-huh. Not leaving out the people that are not Christian. But if you defend, what are you doing? You're taking up the role and the responsibility to protect yourself. And that's where we miss it. Caregivers, receivers of care, providers, recipients, back and forth, back and forth. Now what? We have gotten nowhere because why? The person that is offended goes into defense mode. Did you catch that? And they want to protect their whatever. They want to protect their mind. They want to protect their heart from being broken again. They become defensive. They want to protect their space and place, their territory Why? Because when you're on the defense, you want to protect. Christians, that's not your job to protect. Your job is to forgive. That's the other side. So on the defensive, you shouldn't be trying to protect yourself, you know, protect yourself before you wreck yourself and all these worldly slogans. Don't worry for Christians because we have a Philippians 4, that fourth chapter in Philippians that says, And the peace that passes all understanding will guard. Let's stop right there. First of all, sometimes people forget 
I don't protect my own peace. Whoa! Did we say that on carrying the burden? We sure did. And we'll say it again to all of the people who have ever said it to me, but I just couldn't go there with you because you wouldn't be able to take it. So I have to use good judgment because if you think that you have the strength to protect your own peace, and I know you're crumbling, boiling, grumbling, and you're complaining, okay, email me connect at lorainecarroll.com. Let me know how that works out in the end. Because once you do all of that, you don't have much left for yourself. Protecting your own peace? Are you kidding me? Not when I have a Jesus and a Bible. No way. I'm going to do what it says. Have faith. I thought that two words that were so powerful that Jesus would say to people often, have faith. See, you don't have to have faith. That's why you don't have to be a Christian. You don't even have to believe that God exists. And like I tell a lot of the young people, it depends on which God you're speaking of. That's why I always make reference to the Lord here on this show. The Lord, that is the highest God. For Lorraine right here on Carrying the Burden, if you want to argue that, I have Bible on it. Thank you, everybody that believes in that. In what? The Bible. It's right. It's real. It's true. It's infallible. Look up a lot of people's, let's say, uh, mission statements, their statement of faith. I don't care what your denomination is. People call that religion, but it's a denomination. Look up your denomination statement of faith. Usually you will see the word infallible when they describe the Bible. That means it's right, period. We don't care what you think. It hasn't failed us. It's tried and true. So let's look at this offense stuff again one more time. When is the last time you ask someone, will you forgive me? Because, again, the defensive part is I've, I've got to protect my peace. Okay, <laughs> I told you, you do all of that work if you want to. I'm going to stick with Philippians 4, and I'm going to start at verse 6. I had this chat with my goddaughter. She's under a lot of pressure. She's in her mid-30s now, and she's feeling life happening. She can't control the economy. She can't control... Uh, job situations because her job is stressful, a lot of pressure. So I told her, have you looked at the Bible to get some peace lately? Yeah, I mean, I read it, but no, 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 not I read it, but that's a contingency. I told her, just take a look at it this week because it really clearly tells you don't worry about anything but pray about everything. So what are you worrying about, kid? That's what I tell her. You're only 35. Live your life. You've got other things to worry about than the things you think are so important to worry about. Like, I didn't catch the sale. Okay, sorry. That's just the godmother in me. Bear with me, people. It's a little judgmental. I know. Bear with me. Are you praying for me? If you haven't prayed for me today, I do need your prayers. I do solicit them as long as you're a good little Christian. What's a good little Christian? One that is honest and asks for forgiveness. Don't forget what we're talking about today. Offenses will come. So I told her, instead of worrying about everything, just pray. That is what creates anxiety. I told her, all of this, my anxiety stuff, it's got to go, kid. So that's when you get a chance to really experience the peace of God. That's right there in the Bible. Those are not my words. They belong to the Bible. I just borrowed the words for you and you're listening today. Philippians 4, 6, and 7. But my favorite part at verse 7 Then you will experience God's peace. Some of you know it the old school way, and that's fine by me. And some of you today, you might need to hear it the old school way. And what way is that? 
and the peace that passes all understanding. Yeah, you remember that one? You heard it, but you didn't really live it out. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds. Oh, oh, wait a minute. My mind too? Right. Through who? Me? No, I, I don't protect my peace. I can waste my time, waste my energy, waste my efforts, because look at all the work it took for me to protect, to defend my peace when I can just do this. I can pray, <laughs> first of all. I can let that go. It's hard. You might have to pray about um, 1,322 times. I've had to do that. About one thing, one person, sure, oftentimes. But the peace that you need, it comes from God. So when the offenses come, you don't have to protect your peace. You can let the Lord do it. He, he can do it. He wants to do it. He will do it. But he won't do it without your permission. Isn't that the best? So when the attacks come, because they will come, when people offend you, because that's going to happen. This is real life every day in every way. People are going to violate your trust. People are going to turn their backs on you. People are going to lie to your face. It's going to happen. Those are offenses. But when they come, your job isn't to defend yourself. Your job is to pray for that person. Pray for yourself. But my favorite part is take the power back. Will you forgive me? Sometimes on the defensive, you have to ask the other person, watch this. There's some kind of sports method in there. Email me, connect at LorraineCarroll.com. When the defense takes the offense and kind of takes charge of the situation, and then they end up winning. Right. Sometimes you need to start with the will you forgive me to the other person that has actually not offended you yet. But you feel a little tension, you feel a little grumpy, you feel a little edgy, that's on you. Why don't you examine yourself, take a deep breath, do it right now, and say, hey, you know what, it was probably me. I probably did it. So why don't I, I set it off. Yeah. Hey, will you forgive me? Real easy, right? No, it's not. But you can do it. Try today. Don't try to protect your peace, but let the Lord do it. You've been listening to me, Lorraine Carroll, right here on Carrying the Burden. Find me anywhere on any podcasting station. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.